today on the Sales Life Podcast. You're not telling a story. You, you don't even know how to tell your story anymore. The reason being is because you're so self-focused on asking customers, what do you owe? Um, how much money do you have? What do you want to pay? Especially in car sales. That we've lost the zeal, the energy, the lust for telling a story. And so as the rejections mounted, so too did your cynicism. And you've become more cynical where customers are more of a waste of your time instead of an asset to your time. Hi, this is Rich Villar. I'm William McCormick. I'm Sean Hill. I'm Kenny Landrum. You're listening to The Sales Life with Marsh Bice. All right, TSL, let's get it. Welcome back or welcome to another edition of The Sales Life. And The Sales Life is just not for those in the sales profession, man. It's for those who are also building the life skills of selling. So if you're in the profession, man, you're in the right place. Got great episodes for you. But also, if you're not in the sales profession, you can still use a lot of these skills and these techniques and these mindsets that we talk about on each and every episode and apply them to your life. Because sales is parallel to life. Sales is life. Life is sales. And so much about the sales profession teaches you so much about life, but so much about life teaches you in the sales profession too. Hence, ta-da! That's why I call it the sales life. And today, man, I'm super excited about today's episode. It's um, I'm going to be riffing out of Mike Weinberg's book. New Sales Simplified, the essential handbook for prospecting and new business development. And usually, man, most books, what they do is it takes them about three quarters of the way of a book before they drop the uh, drop the main points, the main thing, which is the main thing. It, it takes them a little while. It takes them about 75% of the book to get to that point. They want to pique your curiosity. They want to give you a bunch of fluff, all that kind of d- different stuff before they actually drop the, 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 the knowledge bomb on you. But not Mike. Mike lets you have it in chapter two, man. And the name of chapter two is, you know, the NCAA has a sweet 16. Well, Mike Weinberg has the not so sweet 16 reasons why salespeople fail at business development. And this chapter, this whole book, really, but this chapter is a wake-up call for those, if you find yourself underperforming in sales, man, and so if you if you're failing in 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 growing your business, if you find that you're really just kind of stalled, or even now you're you're at that point now where it just seems like it's all working against you, you've probably adopted some poor behaviors, some attitudes and attributes that are not serving you well. And so this chapter right here, man, is going to, you're going to see these points and you're going to see, you're going to identify with many, many of them. Dude, there are points that I saw on here that I'm like, Ooh, I got away from this. Great, great points. So I want to talk about a few of them, um, real quick, um, on today's episode. First one we want to talk about is, is, uh, Mike Weinberg says the salespeople who are, are failing, at developing uh, new business is because they're always waiting. <laughs> I can't even get through the sentence without laughing at this because this is so true. 
Weinberg writes, he says, top performers in sales, dude, they don't wait for anything or anyone because waiting is a key ingredient for failure. And see, if you think about it, most salespeople, um, 101 out of 100 salespeople, they're waiting. And what are you doing? You're waiting for the phone to ring. You're waiting for the old hot lead to come in. You're waiting for a customer to walk in. Or you're waiting for your old customers to have a need, to discover they have their own need, (laughs) and then remember you. Dude, there are people that you went to school with that you can't even remember their name. And you got out of school not too long ago. There are people that you worked with at Home Depot uh, two years ago, and you see them at Walmart now, and you, you can't even remember their name. So why do you expect your customers to remember you? See, it's not your customer's job to remember you. It's your job to make sure they never forget you. And so, dude, you've got to be priming that pump. You've got to be top of mind with your customers. And don't think for one minute that you sold them something and eight months from now, their needs won't change. Your needs change. All of a sudden, something life has blindsided you at times. And all of a sudden, what you thought, here's the plan. You know, especially in, in, in the car business, we think that, oh, well, here's the forecast. Here's, here's the life as I see it now. And you think when you sell them something that they're not going to have a need for you for three, four, five years. Or they finance it for six years. So they're not, you know, I'm not going to contact them for six. Actually, I'm not going to contact them all. I'm going to wait for them to remember me. No. You've got to stay top of mind with your customers. So what you've got to be is, is you've got to stop waiting, man. Salespeople wait. And so actually, you're not even in sales. You're, you're more of a waiter. And so you're just waiting for the lead to come in. You're waiting for the, uh, your business to generate the leads for you. So what you've got to be is you've got to be proactive, man. You've got to be that sales hunter. And so you've got to be out there working your leads, doing your follow-ups, working your old customers, just touching base with them, man. And then also, here's something that's novel. Finding new business. Developing new business on your own. This is where most salespeople fall short. That's why I couldn't get through the sentence without laughing. Because we're way, we, we just expect the, the, the business to generate business for us. And then we get all pissed off at the leads. Well, if you're pissed off at the leads, if the leads aren't working for you, what are you proactively doing to go develop some new business? And uh, Mike hits on this very well. Social, uh, you know, posting something on, on, uh, on your social media, that's all fine and good, but that is not business development. That is more so of advertising, of business placement. What are you doing to actively be that sales hunter? Posting something on social media is not hunting at all. What that is, is it's just placement. Another reason why you're failing at business development. Dude, you can't tell a story. You're not telling a story. You, you don't even know how to tell your story anymore. The reason being is because you're so self-focused on asking customers, what do you owe? Um, how much money do you have? What do you want to pay? Especially in car sales. That we've lost the zeal, the energy, the lust for telling a story. And so as the rejections mounted, so too did your cynicism. And you've become more cynical where customers are more of a waste of your time. 
instead of an asset to your time. So this is why you walk around and say, man, I, you know, customer, my customer, these leads I'm calling, they don't want to do anything. Well, because you're not creating a story that's compelling them to do anything different. What makes you different? I have a salesperson who developed a, a, a catchphrase. So when he's talking to his customers, he says, I'm working hard to make it easy. It's what he ends every phone call. That's what he ends every, um, every lead. Every time he, he, he sends something to a customer, working hard to make it easy. So in other words, the I'm going to make it easy for you to buy a car. And I'm going to work hard on my end. How catchy is that? And he lives by that. You could steal that too because you'll be in a different market. See, Weinberg writes, most salespeople don't invest the energy to sharpen their story. But instead, what they do is they just serve up a pitch that neither differentiates yourself. What makes you different from the competition? Nor does it compel the buyer to act. So you wonder can't get them to do anything. You're not creating a story. Another reason why you are failing at business development is you're, you're guilty of a fake or pitiful phone effect. You're not good on the phone or you're fake on the phone. Mike writes, salespeople are so nervous and so uncomfortable when they get on the phone that they're completely ineffective. Because when you get on the phone, man, you've got that lack of confidence. And your mental state is in such such a negative frame of mind. Oh, let me call this customer. Well, of course. They don't want to do anything. Well, no wonder. You walked in with that mental state. And your voice, your tone. We just talked about tonality. About Tasia Valenza. I can't stress that. You've got to be the voiceover in your own life. Go back and listen to that episode, man. So your tone has to be everything when you're on the phone. And you, let me tell you something. You are never going to get better on the phone. You can, you can watch all the tapes, uh, the, the videos. You can, you can listen to other people do it. But until you actually do it, until you go out there and suck, you're never going to get any better. This is the volume. This is the reps. And stop looking for the kill shot, man. You're looking for the, the, the kill shot, the one sniper bullet that's going to slay every one of your customers. It's, oh, and that's what we want, man. We, we want to we get on the phone. We want to talk to customers as if, as if uh, I don't know, we're, we're at this gaming ranch and, and all, the, uh, all the deer are in this holding pen and we just walk up and shoot them. I mean, that's, that's what we want, man. We, we, we want our sales process to be the same way where we just walk up and shoot down our commissions. And uh, this is it. No, man, you got to be that sales hunter. And so what you've got to be able to do is you've got to develop your phone skills. And the only way that you're going to do it is the reps. So the only ones that you're calling are the customers who ask you to, are the ones that you really hit it off with, or you're doing it the other way, where you're saying uh, that you did call, but you didn't. Or what you're doing is is you you call <laughs> at times that you hope they won't answer and pray to God that they don't. And then when they do, you're like, oh. See, you're you're when you're when you're making these phone calls, man, your calls are a discovery process. It's to find the fear 
What's their pain points? And you're a problem solver. You're an options trader. You're trading one option for another. You're, you're, it's, it's all set up for discovery. So instead of approaching your phone calls as if you're going to make the sale over the phone, approach it from a mental state of this is just discovery. Let me see if I even have something that will even work for them. Let me find out why, why do they even, you know, why are they even considering my product? Do I have a need for their, do they have a need for my product? Do I have a solution for them? And sometimes, man, it may take multiple phone calls, not one just kill shot. And it's not leaving one of those also with, hey, remember me. Now, Mike goes on to say also later on in the book that you've got to also, when you're getting off the phone, set up the next step, man. Where do we go from here? What's our next step? So many times we, hey, well, uh, if you if you uh, if you get in the market, man, or if you're on this side of town, come by and see me. My name is Chuck, and that's how we get off the phone. No, when you're ending the phone call, never get off the phone without setting up the next plan of action. I'll be following up with you on Monday, and I'm gonna call you around this time Monday. Is that good for you? And what we'll be discussing is this, and then go from there. All right, moving on. Another reason why salespeople uh, perform poorly at business development is their babysitting existing accounts. This is the reason why I think so many, um, a lot of salespeople, what they'll do is they'll get a few, a handful of customers and they just, they just hug up. They just breastfeed on those customers the whole time. They won't get off the bottle. So what they're doing is, is, and I think the reason why they do this is because they want to shield themselves from further rejection. So these customers have already said yes. They've already bought from them. So they hug up to the yeses, and they're too terrified to go out there and go out there and find some more no's. Dude, servicing your customers is absolutely priority. Mike says that he gets a lot of flack from this, but that is a priority. But also, it's it, you've got to cultivate those relationships. Don't cut off the new opportunities. And the last one, man, let's bring this thing home. Now, there's so many more in this book, but this is the last one that we're gonna um, that we're gonna talk about. The reason why you're failing at business development is because you stop learning and you stop growing. See, the you've got to remember the the price of entry to get in sales is super low, but the cost is extremely enormous, man. It's enormous. It's priceless, but so are the benefits. It's so worth it, and so it's an ongoing uh, education, man. The landscape, the buyer tendencies, uh, you know, all kind of everything's changing, man. So you've got to be able to change along with it. There are so many of the fundamentals that'll never change, but also the the way the attitudes and approaches that customers are coming uh, into our business is going to be a little bit different. So you just got to learn to be adaptable. You've got to learn to adjust and stop talking about back in the days, man. So what you've got to be able to do is you've got to invest and continuously sharpen those skills. Let's end it up with Mike's words. We must continually sharpen our skills and improve at our craft. It's a craft, man. Sales is a craft. And those who are unwilling to invest will likely begin failing at a faster rate. If you find that you're failing faster, it's because you're no longer investing in your skills. You're no longer improving in your craft. You're no longer telling a story. You're no longer the hunter. You're waiting. 
You're waiting for something to happen instead of going out there and making that thing happen. Great book, man. This is a this is one of those briefcase books, man. You you keep this one. Uh, this this essential sales, man. You 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 keep this one in your in your uh, in your briefcase. So I'll put the the uh, the link to the book. Uh, say hi to Mike Weinberg on Twitter and also LinkedIn. He's real active on both of those. New Sales Simplified: The Essential Handbook for Prospecting and New Development. Remember, the greatest sale that you'll ever make is the sale you own you because you're more than enough. Have an amazing day. Stay in the sales life.